Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to ask one thing. Do you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this podcast? If that's a yes, why not consider sharing it with them? Message, tag, screenshot, share on stories, whatever you feel comfortable with. I want to be able to help others in any way that I can. Thank you so much for your time and hope you enjoyed today's episode. For all of your loved ones that at present you think you're doing the right thing, but in fact, you may be enabling to a point that is going to sabotage the entire operation. You're now tuned into Tender Love and Cash, the place where ambitious men and women turn to for business strategies that not only skyrocket their profits, but also position them to serve the masses and make money doing what they love. I'm Amber Anthony, profit booster, efficiency driver, strategy specialist, and lover of all things analytical. And I'm going to help demystify difficult topics and concepts, crunch the numbers, and use real data to craft a strategic approach that supports business owners with a solid framework to operate a well-planned cash-generating machine. I can't promise to tell you what you want to hear, but I'll guarantee you'll get the guidance you need to hear to launch, grow, and build the business of your dreams with confidence. Let's dive in. Every money goal needs a money plan. And in today's episode, I am going to put three critical items on your radar that you must stop and assess immediately. It's come to my attention that our timelines are completely different from our parents. And frankly, we haven't done the calculation. So let's start with critical item number one, our homes. Our parents used their single family residence as a vehicle for security and retirement. Now, I don't know if they were tempted the same way we were, but the one thing that I know for sure, it wasn't a common practice for our parents to refinance, pull money out of the homes, get HELOCs, etc. I believe that they value their single family residence in quite a different way than we did. Also, I do believe that our generation, frankly, buys too much home. Just because you can qualify for it doesn't mean you can afford it. And so many lenders, the calculation that they use, they take into consideration the fixed expenses, what can be controlled. But there's no wiggle room. There's no padding for the variables, for the things that cannot be controlled. So it's all too common that our generation have purchased homes that we have no business living in. We simply cannot afford them even though we qualified for them. Critical item number two, our jobs. They're not like the jobs that our parents held. We don't know the wonderful world of pensions and matching to the extent that our parents had. 
Whether or not it was the change within the organizations themselves where they decided to offer different types of compensation packages, or whether or not it was a decision that we made because we had more opportunity, because we saw that we could move on for personal and professional growth, and we took those leaps of faith to be able to pursue our own dreams and not just be a cog in a wheel. But by doing so, with those changes, many of us who are in our 40s, we are definitely underinvested in this area. So now you have two areas where, frankly, we're falling short. We're overextended in our homes, and we're not fully vested in our retirement accounts. Please note, I'm not even talking about the potential debt, our credit card debts. Number three, our children. Our children are not leaving the home at 18 the way we did. And we're continuing to subsidize their living. So while our homes are not even near being paid off, while our retirement accounts are underfunded, somehow, some way, we are finding a way, we are finding the money to subsidize our adult children, our fully able adult children, one meal at a time, one load of laundry at a time, one vet visit for their animal who has no business being in our home at a time, literally. If you sit down and do the calculation over the last few months, exactly how much your adult child is costing you, one jug of juice at a time, one case of waters at a time, you will be shocked to discover that it is an upwards of $600 a month, probably closer to $800. Are you still paying your adult child's phone bill? Are they still on your car insurance? I bet the answer is yes. You want to know how I know the answer is yes? Hi, guilty, party of one. And not only me, I'm having these conversations with my colleagues. I'm having these conversations with my clients. We're all doing it. So I ask you, if your adult child sticks around for 10 years at $800 a month, that's $96,000 that could have been invested or could have paid down your mortgage. Again, one meal at a time one carton of eggs at a time. And I am certain that you haven't done the calculation because guess what? I hadn't either. So number one, I'm okay with. I'm not overextended with my home. Number two, my retirement accounts are definitely underfunded, which is what led me to the realization of number three what I'm currently doing. And my child is only 22. So we're not even at the 25-year mark, 26, 27. In addition to that, I'm not subsidizing college like some of my colleagues and clients are. Many of my colleagues and clients are going into debt paying for their adult children's college. And that is something that we didn't do to our parents. Frankly, our parents couldn't afford us, hence the reason we were kind of thrust out of the nest at 18. 
We were shouldering the responsibility of our education. We were eating the 99-cent bean burritos. We were going without. We didn't have the newest makeup palette. We didn't have four pairs of $200 shoes. We weren't eating out four times a week. No shot. It wasn't in the budget. I was in my mid-20s before I'd even eaten at Red Lobster. That was a luxury. But this is something that we provide our adult children at a high level. And I don't know about your kids, but they don't even eat leftovers. The reason that I bring this up is because it's unsustainable. It is 100% unsustainable. Before we get back to the show, we just want you to know that if you enjoy the podcast but want to see the visual version of this episode, go check out my YouTube channel linked up in the show notes. Hope to see you there. So if you're overextended in your home, if you are underfunded in your retirement accounts, if you're carrying credit card debt, I'm telling you, that if you are subsidizing your adult child, children, a family member, a significant other, etc., it is 100% unsustainable in today's economy. You will not reach financial freedom. Because even if, even if you are lucky enough in the last 10 years of your existence that your child, family member, significant other who you are currently supporting and subsidizing at present, if they show up for the last 10 years to give you $800 a month, it's not going to be enough because all of the money that you are spending at present isn't working for you. You're not able to get the compounded interest. So yeah, it might be $96,000 out of pocket, but what about all the missed opportunity? especially if your mortgage is at four, four, five, or 6% that you could be paying down, you could be adding that to principal or your credit card debt, or again, funding your retirement accounts. But you were strategically sabotaging your future. And I have a sneaky suspicion that you don't even see it because it's just what you do. It's just how you show up. It's just how you show up for your loved ones. But at what cost? God forbid something happens to you. Are you in a position? Are you in a position to be able to bounce back from a critical health scare? Are you financially fit? I'm willing to guess no. But yet and still you find a way. You show up. You show up to overcompensate for your adult child or children. And just because you can, just because you're able, doesn't mean you should. Because again, the timeline has changed. The stakes are completely different. And when you do the calculation, when you see how overextended you are in these three areas, well, it should scare the crap out of you. Because it has me. This year I'm 47. I've had a few health scares that we've been able to manage. But over the last few years, those health scares have cost quite a bit of money, an extra 30 grand per year. And again, thankfully, at least number one, I'm not overextended in my single family residence. But I am 100% underfunded 
in my retirement accounts. And number three, I do have an adult child that I'm subsidizing at an obscene level, and I also have two grandchildren. And of course, that's something that all grandparents are guilty of, showing up in a big way for their grandchildren, making purchases that really, frankly, they have no business making, especially with the cost of medicine and healthcare. And these are all things that need to be on your radar because nobody's coming for you. And not just that, it's becoming more common that marriages are unraveling. I'm watching people in their mid-40s having to undo everything that they've built over the last 20 years to start over in an unstable economy where everything costs double, triple. How is it even possible? It's not. It's mathematically impossible, which is why this episode is so important. Because when I sat down recently to do the math, to take the emotion out of it, at this point, it doesn't even matter what we think is right or wrong, what what our children think we should be doing. It's literally about what is possible, what is sustainable. And as a business owner, as a COO, as a CFO, as a CEO, not only of my life, but of my businesses, I know 100% I would not operate my business the way I'm operating my life at present. Because one slip on a banana peel, done. And so many of us don't have a safety net to fall back on. And that scares me to death. Because not only are our children sticking around for an extra 10 years, not only are we subsidizing them, but we're making them incredibly comfortable. So what real life experience are they going to encounter in these important years of growth and development that's going to teach them to operate differently? So in our last 10 years, thinking that they'll be able to show up and show out for us, it's highly improbable for a number of reasons. So that's why it's incredibly important that you sit down and you have this very difficult conversation first with yourself. Step one get the numbers. Step two, take the emotion out of it. Step three, put your CEO hat on. You are the CEO of your life and it is time to run your household lean and mean. It's time for you to hold everybody in your household, including yourself, accountable for decisions. It's important for you to protect your household. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is make the hard decisions on behalf of everyone else. You're going to have to step up and be the leader. Run the numbers, do the analyses, put together a plan for sustainability. I pray that the three critical items that we've discussed today that are now on your radar give you somewhat of a blueprint, something that you can control something that you can modify, something that you can adjust to reach your goal of financial freedom. You have all of the power. You have all of the ability. You just have to take a look at the numbers, have the hard conversation with yourself, with your loved one, fact over feelings, bottom line. But it will be the best decision that you make, not only for yourself, but for all of your loved ones that at present you think you're doing the right thing, 
but in fact, you may be enabling to a point that is going to sabotage the entire operation. 